Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's funny how the game changed, right? <laughs> Shit feel all different. You got niggas complaining left and right about how the game feel all fucked up. Niggas only been talking like that since we've been sitting out the game. I think the game need us, come on. Let's uh-huh. talk to them niggas. So many nights were spent pondering, wondering how we gon' come again. My golden rule is not to focus on the fame game. In retrospect, the game ain't the same, man. The heart and soul is divided. They ramshack the music, no control up inside it now. Look at this, it's all stretched out and in. But letting money pass me, I doubt that. And niggas from the bottom know. Pumping hard, wind, sleet, hail, rain or snow. So. So you got to get your gate right. right. No matter what, uh, you got to treat your weight uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. On the block, if you focused on greed, then nine out of ten times you be bleeding. The analogy is clear to all of my peers. I'm a motherfucking vet. Don't mean to disrespect, cause I'm right, right, Hey, yo, what happened to the for the game, for the music? Hey yo, these niggas in the game don't sound the same. But these niggas in the game don't sound the same. Hey yo, y'all doing well? But anyway, um, welcome to this uh, NBA Conference Finals edition, if you will, the Clown Off. My name is Scott Burks. I am the uh, creator of the sports ball called, called the Clown Times. It's called Spell K, by the way. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. Hey, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just go to the Search one in the upper left-hand corner of Facebook's homepage, type in, or in the search one or whatever page you're on Facebook. Just type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Scripts. Spell the case. You'll find me there. Um, well, NBA playoffs are still going. And yes, it's still boring as hell. But at least we got that to talk about as well as recapping the actual the uh, semifinal round, conference semifinal round, as well as the NBA draft lottery. I'm sure Lions with Ball's dad is pretty thrilled with Boston Land on number one pick. We'll get that uh, to that in a minute. But uh, with me is my man. Y'all know him from Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night uh, as on Baltimore Radio as well as the sports blog called the Yard Slash HBCU Sports. He's also on the WS Project on Facebook. The one only, once again, Wayne Ash. <laughs> How you doing, bro? How do I say goodbye? Oh Lord, <laughs> don't to do us we have. <laughs> God, man, he had to be up like that in the streets, man. God, man, why do you have to do my man John Wall like that, man? Well, let's just get to that right now. Speaking of which, Boston, <laughs> seven game series. Like that, that, uh, that lead in. Didn't you? Um, seven game series, uh, as I suspect it will be, the home team winning every game. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that both teams let it out on the floor, even though Washington seemingly ran out of gas late. Probably because the Scott Brooks refused, or head coach Scott Brooks refused, to play the bench for most of the game. So, um, yeah, so it's like, so basically, you know, I. I I, you know, I think as as hard as Washington played, I think that, you know, I give them credit for not quitting, but I didn't think that Scott Brooks did me any favors by playing most of the starters, like the lion's share of the game by lion's share, I mean, over 40 minutes in the yeah. game and not really giving this bitch a shot to even become productive. I mean, this bitch only counted for a couple of points, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm going off mm-hmm. my memory. Um, but basically – 
do you think that Scott Brooks, and I hate saying it like this, but do you think that he lost game seven and the majority of the series of his coaching decisions? Or was it just, just that Boston was the better team? I'm going to go ahead and say that Boston just had the advantage of being at home in game seven. Um, I don't know yep. if necessarily I could say Boston was a better – well, Boston was a better team that night because they won the game. I'm not going to take that away from them. Um, right. But, my God, I swear that uh, uh, that leprechaun seems to always possess somebody that is not a a main player on a, on a, on a Boston roster every time there's a big game that needs to be played in the garden. I don't know why it is, but I'll get to – Kelly Olenek a little bit later. I'm going to go ahead and continue to answer your question. Um, the lack of bench play has been a problem for the Wizards all season long. Uh, if I remember correctly, they are the number one team in the league in terms of that ratio percentage of uh, the starters scoring way more of a percentage of the points for the team than the mm-hmm. bench does. And it showed in game seven um, – one, with the lack of minutes played, and two, with the total amount of points scored by the bench, which was a grand total of five. So, you know, it, and it wasn't just a problem that, that happened in, in, in um, game seven. It was an entire series problem. Like I said before, it was also a problem that happened the entire year. But, you know, you've you, you got John Wall that, that played almost 90 minutes worth of basketball in both games six and seven. He was going to end up crashing, which is exactly what happened actually in game six and seven. People tend to forget game six. Yeah, he hit the game winning three, but he shot a, 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 a postly eight for 20, well, nine for 25 in that game. It had a horrible first half. Then you compound that with him going eight for 23 in, in game seven. His legs just, not, just could not keep up. There was nothing that he can do physically anymore. Um, basketball-wise, and, and unfortunately, they, they just don't have the help on, on their bench, which was an issue that I saw during the offseason this past uh, uh, offseason in terms of the pickups. I mean, you, yep. you, the, the best pickup they had at the guard spot was, was Brandon Jennings, and Jennings scored a whopping seven points throughout the entire series. So with right. no help from the, from the guard spot, the bench right. being rather <laughs> inconsistent with the exception of Kelly Olenek, I'm sorry, not Kelly Olenek. I'm sorry, Kelly Oubre, who oddly enough didn't play the fourth quarter. I don't know why Kelly Oubre didn't play the fourth quarter and, and, and could have covered Olenek and, and probably would have been able to have been a, a better defensive stopper on him in, in, in that game. But, um, yeah, that, I would say it was a combination of Boston being a better team and, and Scott Brooks. Ah, because, you know, I always mix your name up with that. I don't know why that one little mistake Years ago, uh, sticks in my head. Don't do it. But <laughs> but Scott Brooks, just for whatever reason, man, uh, just outcoached himself and in, in, in not being able to help up with a rotation. But I understand why he didn't do it because the bench, like I said before, has has been so unwavering. And I don't know if you want to put them in in a situation like that when you need quality basketball, especially the way that both teams were looking for the third quarter and the first half of the fourth quarter because they were trading buckets back and forth. And, and, and right. that was a situation. I don't know if you want to go ahead and, and put in a player for the sake of subbing 
and meaning to have the, having to come back in that situation if you're not getting quality possessions from your bench players. Well, check this out. Speaking of bench players, I looked at Game Seven specifically, just Game Seven. Uh-huh. Not bench players. Hold on to your hat if you're wearing it. Um, the entire bench and throughout Game Seven account for whopping five points, mm-hmm. two rebounds, one assist, yep. one block. Two turnovers and six fouls. That was exactly game seven. Meanwhile, uh, you know, and you know, Bradley Bill, he 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 he, he balled OWT out. Yes, he played forty six minutes. John Wall played forty four minutes. Marquise mm-hmm. Morris played forty two minutes. Yes, yeah. that's too many damn minutes for for starters. I mean. Uh, look again. I get your point. <clears throat> excuse me, that um, that Brooks realized that he doesn't have much of a damn bench, and that's something that needs to be fixed in the off season, like quick, faster, in a hurry. Because too bad. Because I felt that I saw a team about to come of age up before our very eyes, and you know, in the Wizards. Uh, I you know, I think that John John Wall even though he didn't have a great shooting night game seven, I thought he's on, I think he's still on the verge of superstardom. Mm-hmm. I think that Bradley Bill is not that far behind and, mm-hmm. you know, and got a, and they have to, and y'all have to keep Otto Porter Jr. He, he balled out this entire season. I, I think that he's, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's because either he's working really hard and getting some progress in or the fact that he's in the contract year, so to speak. Since he'll be a free agent next, uh, in the summer, I don't know. But the kid balled out. So, I mean, you, they have to – I think the, the Wizards brass has to surround them with better talent for the bench um, yeah. in particular. I mean, because that was – the bench is why they're not in the conference finals, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, with Boston, you know, we all know how deep Boston is on their bench. So I think that's that's just the actual equalizer there, but uh, yeah. So basically, you know, even though the the, the, <laughs> the playoffs by and large are still boring as hell, I mean, Cleveland's beating the pants off of of a Boston right now. And I know people yeah. will be thinking, are thinking, well, Boston's worn out. Cleveland had a break, blah blah blah. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Those are the breaks. <laughs> Life exactly. Life isn't fair. So boo-hoo to yourself. But, you know, the thing is, is as I long maintain, and we'll get to, we're about to get to Golden State in, in San Antonio because it looks like that's going to be a short series as well. Um, for just someone just hit the fast forward button to the NBA Finals. I think that's the only <laughs> time. That's exciting. I mean, look, I know I get that Boston Washington was very excited. It's, that's probably the most exciting series to this date. Uh, because not only that they were kind of almost evenly matched, but, the, but both teams hate each other. And, yeah. you know, and, and plus, I mean, I mean, I mean, but, you know, the rest of the, the, the matchups, even in the conference finals, man, just ain't sexy enough for me. Just speaking of the Western Conference, I mean, you got to feel bad for San Antonio in game one. I mean, they were up 25, 25 and lost. Mainly because your boy uh, the Claw, otherwise known as Kawhi Leonard, 
um, suffered a um, an injury, an ankle injury that he aggravated earlier when he landed on his own player out of bounds and shooting the three, and when one Jaja Peculiar or whatever the hell you pronounce his last name, when he stuck his foot underneath him when he was going up for a jump shot. So speaking of one Jaja, well, first of all, play dirty or was that like old school crafty? Some say still typically European basketball. Dirty play. You know what? I, I found it interesting. I don't know if you heard uh, the, uh, the TNT crew talking about this after the Wizards uh, Boston game, but uh, yes. Charles Barkley, I'm surprisingly, I'm surprised, took a very distant stance on that by saying, "I don't want to call him dirty because I don't necessarily know his style of play, but that was a dirty play." Mm. And and the, the the conversation that was mainly brought up, especially by by Kenny and by Charles was the fact that, of course, you know, you have a big man, a big man, or in most cases, big men, don't usually close out on shooters like that from that far out. And it's sure. weird that he would need to box out a shooter shooting a three that far out. With that said, mm-hmm. Zaja has a, 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 a mixtape on YouTube of his dirty yes, play. He does. Yes, I'm he not does. saying, but I'm saying. You know, right. it's just weird where that's the case, sorry, bro, you have a reputation. Um, I don't know if he necessarily did it on purpose. I can't necessarily say because, of course, that happens more often when it, than when it needs to be. But um, and I don't know if he was necessarily aiming for that ankle, but mm-hmm. knowing that that's the case, and I, I, I can't really speak for him in that situation, whether or not he purposely did that or not, but your boy got a history. I'm sorry. Yes. He got yes, a history. Exactly. And, and, and what did the senator history. say this week? If you walk like a duck and crack like a duck. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and start quoting politicians because that might get me in trouble. Yeah, right. And this conversation is recorded, so, you know. Or, or Stephen A. Smith would say, if it walks like a duck and cracks like a duck, it ain't a damn mongoose. So I think that's exactly. the same way to put it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Jaja has a history, and, and that that does concern me. But even with that said, um, the the one player who I said needed to step up in that Houston series, um, Aldridge did do so in Game Six, but and right. was looking to do so in Game One, but disappeared in Game Two. So once again, I, I need more consistent play out of Lamarcus. They're getting great play out of Jonathan Simmons, and, and a lot of people are saying who. If you haven't been watching any of the yeah. series, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're, they're not getting any quality play from their big players at all in San Antonio, and, and I feel bad for Pop because the fact that they're blowing out the way that they are when they're doing it against the team that they're doing it to, because KD is playing well, and Steph is looking like Steph from last year right now, the way he's been balling out in both games one and two. Well, I don't feel too bad for Pop. Here's why. When he said that, <laughs> when he railed against Ja Ja for his dirty play, which I, I agree, he's dirty. That was a dirty play. That's an old school dirty play. It's like something that you would see Reggie Miller do. And, mm-hmm. You know, like, the, like, like the, when he used to shoot threes and kick his feet out. Yeah. The defenders would close in on him. Um, it's similar to what uh, other players. And then one in particular, Bruce Bowen, 
who once played many years for what Greg Popovich would do. Yeah. Remember, like, like a, he would like he do a lot of the same things Jaja did, but more. Um, you know, which is why I found it ironic that not only the pop and pop's criticism, but Bruce Brown himself said that play was dirty. I like is this. I mean, just, I mean, just like pop the the uh, the uh, the uh, pot saying, "Yo, meet my black ass friend Kettle." You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, 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 irony is a trip, ain't it? I mean, Greg, I, I know that, you know, that, uh, what's his name, you know, uh, Bruce Bourne is having to do this as, now as a commentator, from the commentator side, like, like from the media, and he's being objective, he's getting paid to do so, I get that, but for him, of all people, to say someone else is dirty, come on, come on, man. Really? Yeah. But, but my really? thing is this, though. Yeah, I understand that you can foster dirty players. But I don't know if anyone asked him whether or not Bruce was dirty or not. Now, see, had he denied the fact that that Bruce was dirty, then that would be a little bit more to, to, to judge him. But you could have a dirty player and be like, yo, that dude dirty. Because you know it. Because he's in your house. You, you you know a crackhead. When you see a crackhead, if you yeah. live with a crackhead and you know your uncle a crackhead, but you see another crackhead, it's not like you can't say to that crackhead a crackhead because you live with a crackhead. And I don't think I knew that I was going to say crackhead that many times in one sentence tonight, but now that's on my that. system. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's, that was weird. God. Um, but, yeah, you can identify a dirty player even if you've had a dirty player play on your team. It's just, man, I, like I said, I, not just for pop, but for the fans' sake, you wish you would have been able to see a 100% or at least maybe even a 90% with, without, um, uh, 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 what's your boy's name? I see his face right now. Frenchman, light-skinned boy. Tony Parker, Tony Parker. So, yeah, without we knew Tony Parker was, was going to be out for the series. We knew that. But I still would have at least liked to have seen, you know, Kawhi come back and, and at least uh, continue to get better throughout the series in terms of health and potentially the markets get play some good ball in this series. But with with no Tony, with no uh, 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 Kawhi, um, man who's disappearing before our eyes, it's like the the small spot in his head. Uh, the markets is, is disappearing and. It's not going to be fun, and, and you're right. I'm, I'm wanting to hit that FF button right now because mm. if game three look anything like game two, yeah, wake me when I'm dead, man. Yeah. God. You know what, dude? <sighs> I mean, just, just ask me thinking about now Cleveland Boston. I mean, it's a curb stomping. I knew it was going to be a curb stomping. You knew that series was going to be a curb stomping. Everybody's yeah. mom, I saw the Boston, or some people said within Boston, knew this was going to be a curb stomping. Is there a reason why I should give a damn about this round of playoffs before the finals? I mean, I, I, mean, I think you try to talk me out of, like, like out of not uh, of being apathetic earlier in the playoffs. Do you now see the light <laughs> in the sense that why I'm, like, so dead set against Every round of this playoffs up to this point. I mean, there's a reason why I never previewed this any round of playoffs on my blog. 
Because it's like, well, duh, we all know it's going to come. <laughs> I mean, we all know. I mean, why even waste the time? It's like an exercise in, in futility. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wish you contemplated giving San Antonio a game in the series. That's with a healthy squad, full squad. I mean, Tony Parker's out, and now mm-hmm. Kawhi may not be 100% again going forward until the off season, until after the off season, rather. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it, is it now, is it, is it too soon or is it now appropriate to say both Golden State and Cleveland will reach the NBA finals on 12 and no postseason records? Yes. Yes, it is. And you're right. It should have <laughs> been a situation. I was hoping, you know, I was, I really was hoping, I, I was hoping that Washington would come into this series and, and sure. against Cleveland and, and give them a game or two, you know. And, and, but I, I, I'm thinking even the fatigue would have gotten to them. John, because they'll, they'll play as many minutes as they played in game six and seven. Well, John Wall, John Wall and Bradley Bill especially. And then having to play yeah. uh, game one on the road or, or, or yeah. tonight or two days later. Yeah. yeah. It, it just would have been – it wouldn't have been fun to watch. And you would have waited so they came to D.C. potentially for it to become a contest. Now it's a situation where we're starting off on the road for, for, for Cleveland and they're looking bad. They're going to need to at least still gain two, and I don't even know if that's possible. The thing is, the, the, the one thing that everyone questioned was whether or not Boston was going to have the, the, the dogs to go ahead and muscle up against uh, 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 Kyrie and, and, and Kevin Love and, and, and Tristan Thompson. They ain't got nobody right. to stop LeBron. So I don't even right. know why they worry about them three four. That dude by himself against this team is going to be entirely too much for them. So, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's pull out your brooms. It's about to be a sweep. Well, look, Al Horford earned his free agent money this offseason. I, 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 like, like before the playoffs started, he was nowhere to be found seemingly. Uh, for the huge contract that he signed. And then this this playoffs this was his – I don't want to say his coming out party because, hell, he was paid to be a, 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 at least a star, a good star, uh, yeah. to, you know, compliment Isaiah Thomas. But he's really balled out in the playoffs. It's just that there he doesn't have a prayer against the blind. <laughs> Kevin Love, Tristan Thomas in that first line. And, you know, even like Shumpert and – the vulnerable J.R. Smith would drive around him if they, if they try to match up against one of those two cats on defense. And we won't even get into Kyrie. And even 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 Darren Williams off the bench will run circles around him. This is a terrible yeah. matchup for Boston. A terrible matchup for them because Cleveland's are, Cleveland's the following. They're big, they're battle-tested, and they're versatile. They can beat you both ways. They can beat you in fest and in an up-and-down game. That's Boston's worst nightmare. So that's why, yeah, I'm, I'm, I paid attention the first half, but I'm like, oh, what the hell am I doing? This game's a blowout. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're up 22 right now as we speak, but, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. about to get uglier. Yeah. Yeah, it's 61, 39 at halftime. I mean, it's. It's not even. I mean, they think the worst is no, no, no disrespect, brother. They think they think the worst is the plan. Um, no, not at all. Anyway. No, none taken. <laughs> none taken. 
Yeah, he's a man taken. I ain't trying to argue with, with you, bro. Uh, Not at all. Anyway, uh, we'll, 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 we'll kind of close this podcast on this. Nothing else is really going on this week. And outside of, and inside of sports, that is. Um, the, uh, the NBA draft block. Uh-huh. It's one of those things where there's a reason. I mean, Boston, okay, here is a team in the Eastern Conference Finals that landed the number one pick. Thanks to a stupid trade by Billy, then GM Billy King of the Brooklyn Nets. Not only does, not, not only does Boston have the Nets number one pick this year, they have the pick next year, which may mm-hmm. turn into a top, another top three pick. Exactly. So, there's a, again, there's a reason why Billy King should never be employed in the NBA again, other than maybe ball boy. Because of the kind of job he did in Brooklyn. Um, but Boston is, they're still on top of a potential gold mine in the sense that they have many top, a lot of first round picks at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Now, they they could, their part, they, they may take the admirable, yet not so prudent approach and just grow, that draft talent and grow from within. Or if they're serious, as I think they should be, and contending and dethroning rather LeBron James and Cavs for Eastern Conference supremacy, they could parlay those extra surplus of draft picks into a star or a superstar of their own, i.e. in the form of Paul George, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Walker, uh, from Boston, I'm sorry, from Chicago, I'm just called Jimmy Walker from Good Times. Um, <laughs> but you know, those cats, Jimmy Butler, not not Walker, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy yeah, Butler. you're right, yeah. Yeah, that's true, Walker. <laughs> um, but you know, but I, I think they could they could land out of those two stars in a trade in the off season, and that would be huge. That would be huge for Boston in the sense that they get another score. And that yeah, exactly. takes a lot of pressure off of uh, Isaiah Thomas. But again, they could stand pat with them more pick. I mean, I don't know if they could pick that. That's a point guard out of Reed University of Washington that's supposed to be really nice, which will allow Isaiah Thomas to play back the two position, which is probably his natural position, and come mm-hmm. off here you know, and play, play at the ball since so he can create his own shot. Or run Lonzo Ball. And just to stick it to the bar ball, who wants badly for him to be in LA. So, exactly. in those scenarios, what should Boston do with the number one overall pick? Well, first and foremost, I know what Boston won't do. They won't okay. stick it to the bar and, and, and take Lonzo at number one. They won't do that. Gotcha. Let me tell you why. Because I have a strange feeling. I don't know why. I don't know if it's, it's I don't it's not like there isn't any evidence out there already that will probably prove this to be true. But I have a strange feeling that he would be the next uh, 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 Archie Manning and, and have it out Ooh. so that his son is forcing a trade or he won't play for Boston uh, if drafted by them. I just have a strange feeling. I don't know why. It's not like he's on TV a lot and is very boisterous, but I digress. Mm. Um Right. Uh, so that's why I think they stay away from, from Lonzo Ball. But you're right. There are a lot of things and a lot of options that they could probably do. First and foremost, 
does uh and I have a strange feeling that this is what actually happens, but I could be proven wrong. Um Danny Ainge seems to be a guy who likes to build for the future. And I have a strange feeling right. they're gonna go ahead and use that pick on that guy out of Washington to to go ahead and bring him in and and have him play opposite of Isaiah Thomas. With Avery Bradley coming in on his last year of his contract, it's a possibility he becomes huge trade bait. So, you know, right. that could be the thing that happens. Or you keep all three, continue to grow from within, and wait out LeBron James to get just a little bit older in another year or two and have a team that's going to be good enough to beat them in the future. Or you go ahead and, like I said, you can either trade away Avery Bradley, you can trade away the number one pick, whatever, package up some stuff, and, and get you a, a super score now to compete against LeBron right now. That's something else that right. could be done as well. And you're right, the Paul George, or you can go out there and use some young talent. If, if you feel as though that you can get you some feelers on a, 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 a young, good, talented player that's been in the league for like about uh, four or five years, Another huge score. That'll be nice too. Um, so if, if, if there, there's some of the directions in which they can go with that pick. I just have a shame because they're going to go ahead and use it and, and, and get that guard. But um, we we have to wait and see what happens with that. But number two, we already know that's going to be uh, uh, Lonzo Ball going to to L.A. But numbers three through five is where the the, the toss up comes in with uh, right. Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Sacramento, respectively, because they need help everywhere, with the exception of, uh, okay, I would say Philadelphia doesn't need help at center. We already know where they got in this center spot. But they haven't had consistent play out of the point guard spot or the shooting guard spot, so they need backcourt help. Phoenix, they need everywhere help that's not named Devin Booker. And then Sacramento, right. once again, they need everywhere help. So they can go with within multiple directions. It's a high possibility that picks one through five will all be freshmen. And I would hate to have to see that for the last three teams, Philly, Sacramento, and and um, and, and uh, 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 Phoenix, because they have these young guys and uh, young teams already. Adding another young guy who's probably not completely developed doesn't necessarily make this team that much, those teams that much better. So we're just going to continue to see bad basketball out of those three anyway, and they're all going to be lottery picks anyway again. So, well, you, have you seen this aside note here? You see where Mark Cuban said that the Mavs, that he he admitted that the Mavericks went full tank, full tank style after elimination from the playoffs. Uh, I did <laughs> see that. Well, I, I'm not surprised by that. When, when you go ahead and, and sign Tony Romo to your roster for for the final game of the season. Yeah, I can see that as being the case. I can see that. And it, once again, that's another team that's that's getting old and, and dirt wants to stay another year. And, and they need young talent on that team, and they just haven't had high enough draft picks in order to bring in quality young talent, or they just haven't drafted young talent that low either. So, you know, it, that's a situation where they're going to need help too. So I, I understand the, the attempt. You know, unfortunately it didn't help. In order for that to help. They're going to need Dirk to no longer play in that team. So that means they're going to have to trade Dirk in order for them to truly right. tank and, and get them a, a, a top five pick. Because there's no way Dirk on that squad is going to have them that bad. They're going to at least keep them somewhere between 8, 9, 10, and 11. Or 8, 9, and 10 in the West, at least. 
So, um, yeah, if you really want to take, that's going to be the way to do it. Give it a dirt. Well, going back to your point about boxing, I'm a I want to win now kind of guy. Uh, uh-huh. Like you know that you know the line from Eddie Murphy's famous Raw stand-up comedy with the African princess he's sort of supposed to marry. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? You know, I mean, I'm that kind of guy. You treat me like animal, but anyway, you know the thing is, is that you what have you done for me lately? Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're getting off the rails here. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, Boston is set on top of what? A draft pick, a lottery pick, their own first round draft pick, and uh-huh. same for next year. Why not do it now? I mean, you've got the, the windows opening up. LeBron's is slowly closing, especially after this season. Why not go mm-hmm. for it? I mean, why, 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 why is he not going for it? I, I, I mean, I don't get it. I, I just don't get that. Why won't Danny? Danny Ainge is, is one of the smartest GMs around. So I'm yeah. sure he understands the urgency of winning a championship and everything else. Since he's won one, both as a player, some as a player and as, a, as an executive. Um, why not go for the juggler now? Why not put put your hat in the ring, throw your hat in the ring now. I mean, he's seen LeBron ruin his, his dreams, his championship dreams, dreams for the one of the early big threes of um, KG, uh, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen when yeah. LeBron was in Miami all those years. I mean, why not try to stick it to LeBron uh, this, this time over? I mean, what is he waiting for? I mean, I think the perfect person to trade for is Jimmy Butler because Butler's a two-way player. He yeah. Plays, he's, he's, he's explosive offensively, and he plays excellent defense. Exactly. He could be the LeBron guy. He could stay with LeBron. He could, he could fall. He's not afraid of him. I can't say that about Paul George. Paul George is a very no. nice player. He's a star. But Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, he has a dog. That's what Boston needs. Even though they, and I completely agree with you. Have, I mean, yeah, I well, mean, even though a lot of the players in the current roster has has heart, but they just need someone with some dog. And, yeah, and, and and especially the way they're getting put uh, tonight by Cleveland. So, I mean, that's I mean, bring. I mean, so what? What is that age waiting for? Bring Jimmy Butler to Boston, one way or another. My thing is this: I find it funny that they had all this dog and all this barking against Washington. And now they're toothless against Cleveland. Well, how does yeah. that happen in two days? You know, this is this Easy. is the same team who the, the smallest player in the league was was up in everybody's face, and now they're down twenty five. But I completely see your point. It's a, a huge possibility. Well, I'm not gonna say huge, but it's a possibility that Danny Ainge is thinking, why run down the field? What's the saying? Why, why as a bull, why run down to get you one tile when you can walk down? and get you the whole whatever, basically take your time and be patient, and you'll probably get more out of the situation. Maybe it's a possibility that you're trying to build a, 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 a dynasty instead of going ahead and trying to just win one ring. You know, I, I think sure. just winning that one ring back in 08, when it's a possibility that team was good enough to win multiple rings, is probably still sticking in their craw too. And he he wants that dynasty back, and, and and you know the entire city of Boston is waiting for that to come back. They should have won at least two. They should have yeah. won at least two rings. 
But, but, but once again, you, you you could be on to something by getting a younger player like a, a Jimmy Butler who can stick around for another five years and be with that team and, and help that team still become a dynasty. It, it's, because they have so many options. I'm so jealous as a fan to see a Boston, another Boston team just have that ability to go ahead and build from within. Do it from within and, and not have any issues and, and build the team the right way and play quality um, quality ball, man, and build that franchise up all over again because of the the, in the, the ignorance of, of one uh, Mr. King, man, and, and, and trading all those picks that they did. Matter of fact, they've been doing that for the past couple of years. Because <laughs> before they had the trade partner with Brooklyn, whose trade partner they had before when they had all those multiple picks in the first round a couple of years ago? Oh, no. Phoenix. It was Phoenix. Because they had that deal where they got Isaiah Thomas and in, 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 in draft picks That's and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so Danny Ainge has been doing it for some time, man. It's just it, it's slowly starting to turn in, in, itself into in, in, in a contender. And you're right, as a number one seed, you probably don't want to, with that window to close, you really don't want to go ahead and have that thing shut down on you, but the, 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 I guess the positive on that is that teams like Toronto and Washington are kind of stuck where they are, especially with right. Washington being handcuffed to that Ian Mahaney contract, but somehow, some way, um, Ernie Grunfeld finds ways of trading himself out of bad contracts. See uh, 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 Gilbert Arenas and the other dude that they signed to a huge contract this past offseason that they were capable of, of trading away to Brooklyn. But, you know, if, if, if they can't trade away him and an angry um, Gord Cott who said he wants to reevaluate his situation in D.C., if they can't oh, put themselves in the contract space. He was a scrub in that series. Screw him. But, screw and you know what his retort was to that was? He said to everyone in the media who, who say that I played horribly in the series, don't know basketball, you need to look at the tapes, Everybody has a role, and I was playing my role. But I'm like you. I needed more points out of uh, out of, out of uh, Gortat, especially down yeah. low, especially in crucial situations. Floor layups. He's a damn scrape. He needs to shut his ass up and sit down. Yeah, he, he wants to reevaluate his, his situation and go somewhere where he's going to be valued, which I found to be funny. But yeah, Washington's handcuffs. Toronto's handcuffs, <laughs> and I don't necessarily see any. Any, well, Milwaukee is, is a team that may be on the rise, uh, but yeah. I don't know how well, far definitely. away that they are just yet. So, right, they they, they have some help from from the other teams in the, in the in the conference that won't be able to chase them down unless they improve on what they currently have. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. The East, the, the East is still the least, <laughs> least yeah. conference. So, Boston has that going for it, but again. As I contend, I'm a what have you done later kind of guy. I'm a win now guy. If they are still in Boston, it's still a couple of ball miners. Oh, yeah. All they have to do is, and they have a young team, relatively young team. Just add some talent. Just use part of those draft picks and land you a damn near superstar in the form of Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just give some help to Isaiah Thomas and um, Al Horford on offense. The guy, yeah. I mean, the rest of the players like Marcus Smart. And by the way, I could, I would, I would love to pay a Bostonian to utter the, the, like the, like the name Marcus Smart. I would love to hear <laughs> Bostonian say that right now. Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. 
Exactly. <laughs> I, I would like to, I'd like to hear that. Um, but nevertheless, they have a team full of team full of heart. They just need that dog to get them over the hump. And that person, in my opinion, is Jimmy Butler. But we'll see. It's a long run season ahead of us, and you know, lots of time for oh, Tracy yes. Man and whatnot before the draft itself. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, well, that's it. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> so a little awkward I'm sorry. the podcast. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry I couldn't give you my spin kicks, man. I was so looking forward to it, man. <laughs> God. Man. You and everybody else. Me and everybody else, man. I was waiting for that video, Dan, but go next, next time, I guess. Take care, bro. You too. All right, bye. All right, y'all. Yeah, it is what it is. The conference finals look like it's going to be another dud round. Just fast forward me to the conference finals, please. Let's check the score again. Oh, that's great. Cleveland's up by 24, 82 to 58 on Boston in the third quarter. Just fast forward me to the to the finals, please. Just, just give me that. Anyway, Scott Burks, the Cloud Hour. Thanks for listening. 06, night.